Paul Gregoire, thanks so much for joining us today. You wrote a very informative article recently for the Sydney Criminal Lawyers blog outlining the dangers of the Defence Amendment call out of the Australian Defence Force Bill 2018, which was recently introduced into Parliament. It was justified by Attorney General Christian Porter as necessary to the protection of Australian civilians from terrorist attack. Why then should we be concerned? Well, the Defence Call-Out Bill lowers the threshold of when state and territory authorities can request that the Governor-General sends out Australian Defence Force personnel to help deal with a civilian incident. So there are currently provisions in the Defence Act that allow state authorities to call on the troops only after they have uh, exhausted all other options. But these new laws will allow them to be called out when it's considered ADF can simply enhance the state's ability to deal with the situation. There's also uh, a measure in the bill that allows the Prime Minister and a few other authorising ministers to send in the army to deal with a civilian incident without the request of state or territory authorities. That's when Commonwealth interests are at stake. So the Attorney-General has stated that these measures are needed to counter terrorism. He's uh, talked about the Paris attacks. He's talked about the Link Cafe siege. However, the laws don't only target terrorism. They're aimed at domestic violence, which is a broad term that's set out in Section 119 of the Australian Constitution, which is a section that says that the Commonwealth must uh, protect the states and territories against um, invasion and rebellion. But um, Minister Porter has already stated that these laws could be used to quell widespread rioting, but critics have also pointed out that peaceful protests and industrial actions could also come under the definition of domestic violence if they are, say, threatening Commonwealth uh, interests. What does the legislation specifically say in terms of the circumstances in which troops could be mobilised on Australian streets? You've mentioned the possibility of quelling riots and so forth, and we know there are historical precedents for soldiers being used to break strikes. In the late 1940s, the coal miners' strike was broken up with soldiers. So could such a scenario conceivably happen under these laws? Well, yeah, the, the army has been sent in before to break up coal strikes and conceivably the new laws could also be used to break up strikes as a call-out order can be given to protect Commonwealth interests and if, say, ministers deem, say, uh, public transport and maritime operations to be in national interest, then the possibility is there. But um, these laws also have implication for protesters as well. The legislation provides that the military can be sent out to protect what's uh, called declared infrastructure. And declared infrastructure is any infrastructure that the ministers decide is, uh, to declare is it. So the authorising ministers can therefore declare that, say, a coal mine or rail networks leading to a mine or, say, the road network around forestry industry operations is declared infrastructure. And this could have implications for protesters demonstrating against such facilities. Um, and the new legislation also provides ADF personnel with enhanced search, seizure, detain and questioning powers, policing powers under such circumstances. And it also allows for limited shoot to kill powers, which can be used in the protection of this declared infrastructure. Why do you think there's been such little public debate, at least thus far, on these laws? Like with a lot of legislation increasing the power of the state and eroding our democratic rights, it's been introduced into Parliament without any discernible protest or outrage. Are most people simply not paying attention, do you think? Or is it that the thought of soldiers being used to crush protests or strikes is too outlandish, perhaps, too unbelievable to most Australians? 
I mean, I, th I think that's it's a bit of both in, that, in this case. A, a lot of people aren't aware that these sort of laws are being passed, or if they are, they're not aware of the implications of them. So when the Attorney-General announces that there needed to be counter that, that these new laws are needed he says they're for counterterrorism he, he doesn't announce that uh, they're they're also there they can also be used to quell a range of other civilian incidents um, and a lot of people do switch off I believe when someone starts talking about the military being used against protesters and strikes as if as they find that inconceivable however the army has been sent in to break up strikes before and not just on one occasion. Um, but the danger with these laws and the multitude of other laws that have been passed in the name of national security over the last two decades is that perhaps the current government won't apply them in that way, but if we get a more extreme government in power, well, the laws are there to be applied. Finally, Paul Gregoire, you've just touched on the fact this legislation comes in the context of a series of proposed changes to Australia's security and intelligence infrastructure, with Peter Dutton, for instance, recently championing a domestic role for the Australian Signals Directorate, an issue we've covered on this show. There's also been talk at the highest levels of government of implementing a national facial recognition database, which would be accessible by police agencies throughout the country. As a journalist with a focus on civil rights, what is your view of the political direction these laws are taking us in? How much of a threat do they constitute to civil rights in Australia? Well, I mean, these draconian laws are slowly whittling away at the civil rights of all Australians. Um, taking, like, uh, Dutton's uh, Home, Affair, Home Affairs Ministries, um, they've been considering using the Australian Signals Directorate to spy on, which spies on international threats, to spy on its own citizens. The National Facial Recognition Database System, which will be run by Dutton, will, will allow for real-time matching of images taken from CCTV footage with all Australian citizens' identification photos. Um, human rights lawyer Julian Burnside remarked that this will turn every camera into a plainclothes policeman. So these encroachments are threatening citizens' rights to privacy and ha will have a chilling effect on freedom of speech, among other things. And another thing many Australians don't realise is that our rights aren't, aren't protected under the law. Unlike the US, the UK or New Zealand, we don't have a Bill of Rights to protect them. In fact, um, Australia is the only democratic nation in the world not to have a Bill of Rights. So this gives the government the ability to continually pass laws that slowly erode the few rights we do have. 